Welcome to mid-January. It is freezing cold in Denver. We're recording this and it's literally like minus five outside and it's one of those things where it's like feels like minus 20. And everyone's posting the pictures of their thermometers in their car and you know it's just we have I may have mentioned this before but my favorite newscaster Kyle Clark on Nine News they have this inside joke we have a lot of inside jokes in this news broadcast but everyone posts pictures this time of year of their outdoor patio furniture with all the snow on top of it. So that's like the big joke is, all right, get ready for the pictures of all the patio furniture with snow on top of it, yeah. Also, our favorite like uh, local influencer weatherman, Cody, has started. Oh, I love this. this. (laughs) I don't know how it got started, but basically it's like it's like that trend where people post the picture of their like patio table covered in snow, which is like a random object. It's like there is three quarters banana of snow in Castle Rock. Like there is one hot sauce bottle of snow in Windsor. (laughs) Or like someone put a corgi in the snow and was like, (laughs) it's like that's the height of a corgi. One half corgi. We anything we can do to make fun of ourselves this time of year because yeah. let's face it no matter how old you are you kind of start talking about the weather it's kind of the first thing you yeah. I went to Fitwell this morning and the first thing people say when you walk in is like it's cold out there it's like it sure is <laughs> yes indeed weather and time just happens weather, yeah. weather and Everything. time mm-hmm. yeah so today we're recording this on MLK day so Miles is home from school Evie has preschool Preschool has a lot fewer days off, which is really nice. I ha- happen to have work off, which I'm surprised by. I don't have President's Day off for some reason. Like, we get MLK, but anyway. And so, like, it's not like we get this all the school holidays, so I don't really know why. But then tomorrow, they already have called a snow day because it's supposed to be a wind chill of, like, minus 20 to minus 30 at drop-off time. And, like, that's too cold. But that means that Evie now also doesn't have preschool tomorrow because they close when the district closes. I am annoyed because... I do not want my children home all that time. They just got done. Like, we had one week of school. We had winter break, one week of school, and then now Miles has a four-day weekend. It's too much time at home. What was I going to say about that? I don't know. I just feel like this time of year is everyone talking about January lasting forever, blah 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 forever. Why? <laughs> I agree. I know. It's like, and then if you're... Kids, if you're not mad that your kids are home because of a snow day, you're mad they're home because they're sick. Like January is just all of the crap about winter and none of like the sparkly twinkle holiday lights. The twinkle lights are down and now we are just cold and dark. We took, we haven't taken our holiday or Christmas lights down yet because it's been so cold. I mean, we kind of missed a window of good weather and, um, then it's been so cold that Scott's like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I don't blame you, dude. I mean, I could, but it's like something he enjoys doing. So I'm like, I'm not going out there either. So we're just playing this game of like, who's going to do it first? We never took ours down. We took ours off the house, but we never, we have like this bush in our fr- front of our house and we never took them off. And so when the next, when this holiday rolled around, we just plugged them back in. You can't even tell they're on there. And I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to kind of let this happen because what is the point? of untangling them from this bush when you can't even tell they're there. I don't know. They didn't get damaged. They're in the bush. So, like they're mm-hmm. kind of like protected in this like thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. evergreen bush. We just took down Christmas, our Christmas tree. Oh, like, yeah. Three days I saw ago. you posted so, that. Yeah. I mean, gr- granted, like we were on vacation the week right after Christmas. And I like having my tree up for a few more days after Christmas. Then we left for vacation. And it's like, I'm, I'm, this is not a weeknight activity. So we did it on Saturday, this past Saturday. And it did feel good to kind of like get it cleaned up. When you first put it up, it's like, oh, it's Christmas. And by the time you take it down, you're like, oh my gosh, my house was so cluttered. Like now things feel like open again. I know. It feels open again. And I started donating a bunch of Christmas decorations. And I'm like, I think I'm ready to renew for next year. So we'll see how that goes. Because every time next year rolls around, the next year rolls, rolls around, I'm like, ah, I really wish I didn't throw those away because I'm too lazy to go buy new <laughs> My future self is mad. But I was watching because I was Scott is an NFL NBA person. We were watching all the playoff games with football and um, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know who else they played. The Dolphins. I think it was the Dolphins. Don't at me. I'm not like a huge sports fan. I just Scott gets mad at me sometimes because he'll like test me on my knowledge. I'm like, don't do this. You're like, what? I can't believe you don't know who this is. But we were watching the game and it was negative 24 on the field. And I'm like, at that point, why are we, I mean, on top of my concern for concussions, like when it's that cold, your body's probably not as limber, as flexible. I don't know. These are professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars, but that's something every single year I'm like, just, I mean, or, you know, baseball, whatever sport where they have to do outdoor games. I guess the game in Buffalo that was supposed to be today, yesterday, I don't know, was like a full on blizzard. I was reading stories that they were like asking just civilians, fans to come shovel the stadium. And then they ended up canceling the game because if you saw photos, it was a literal whiteout. So I said to Scott, I'm like, why don't they just move it to an indoor venue? He's like, well, the closest one, you know, the closest one to move it to is like, I don't know, a few hours away, what have you. He's like, they can't have all the fans. He's like, it's and it's home court advantage. And I'm like, I don't care what home court advantage I have. I don't want to be playing in the snow. I'm like, I could get over home court advantage if you move me to an indoor field. (laughs) He's like, that's not the point. Everyone's... He's like, you have to have home. I'm like, do you understand? I I don't, that logic does not make sense to me. Like put me in a warm blanket to play sports. sports. Yeah. (laughs) The priorities are are wrong. Katie says the Packers do that too. Such a privilege to help shovel Lambo. And Heather says they love saying they shovel the field. I mean that I, I, there's a special place in my heart for those like diehard fans. It is a special breed of human. I'm just, you know, I'm here for that story. I just don't think I would ever be, if I was a professional athlete, <laughs> I'd laugh because I'm like, I don't I don't know how that feels, but apparently they have, like when we were watching the Chiefs game, I guess they have like heated benches and like, I guess heaters on the ground, like blowing air into the field. But at the same time, there's like guys walking around, like they have their full uniforms on, but then they're just like sleeveless. I'm like, don't your arms just get totally fraught? I don't know. Just, but that was, that's always a very interesting thing for me to watch. And then of course it zooms into the fan that is topless and just not wearing a shirt at all in negative 24 degree weather. I mean, at that point, Claire, like the person who wore shorts to school every day in middle school. Yeah. But okay. As I don't know. You won't know more about like climate and weather than I do. Like, wouldn't yeah. you immediately get frostbite in negative 24 without oh, yeah. a shirt on? I mean, you're t- like, no matter how, yeah, Katie says beer jacket. Yeah. No matter how many beer jackets you have drank yourself, your skin tissue. Does a beer is- jacket mean when you drink alcohol, you get warmer? Yes. Okay. I don't. <laughs> 
this is the difference between going to school in Arizona in a Mormon town. I'm like, what's a beer jacket? I never Uh, played beer pong. Yeah. Yeah. That was always like the thing in in college. If we were going to go out and it was so cold out, we would just say like, you're going to, you got to drink your jacket. So you'd like pregame at someone's house and get like, get warmed up because you'd be like a little bit drunk and then you'd yeah. Clear, yeah. Emily says, I heard that the players lather their exposed skin in Vaseline. Wow. That feels like it would it, be like to protect, like to create like a barrier. Sure. Maybe sure. It's windy. But either way, like the cold's going to get you. The rhythm's going to get you. always asks. Marcos always asks, was he white when some guy is wearing shorts and flip-flops in winter? I don't even think you need to ask. I think the answer is yes. Yeah. I'm like looking up <laughs> at the sky like, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's a very white thing to do. But yeah, it was it was also just so fun to see T Swift cheering on her boyfriend in this custom jacket that another NFL wife made, handmade. It was really cool. It's like a beautiful jacket. I'm like, I appreciate that I appreciate the pop culture moment of it. I appreciate that there are some very independent designers getting some major kudos and business because of just the things that she's wearing. So I mean, a couple games ago, she wore this hat that this little independent like knitter knit an 87 into the hat and everyone just like went apeshit crazy. I'm like, good, good. Keep supporting these small businesses. I mean, even at the same time, she'll pair, wear a pair of like $3,000 Louis Vuitton boots or whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever. Um, good for good for her. Good, Good for, for her. I don't know anything about football, but and I don't follow football, obviously. We have established this about both of us. But it's like kind of coming up on the end of the season, right? Isn't the Super Bowl like the first half yeah. of February? Yeah, the playoffs are this week. Champ- I don't know. Championship? <laughs> Scott, get, Scott, get in here. Um, no, but like, because I asked yesterday, I said, because <laughs> whoever was playing, I was like, is this for the Super Bowl? He's like, well, the playoffs start this week. And I was like, okay, so the playoffs are right now. So then I guess by the end of this week, we should know who's going to the Super Bowl. I don't know. People weigh in. Super Bowls are always first or second weekend in February, which I always love to watch for the commercials and the puppy bowl. Yeah. And I like the snacks. And like the snacks. Eating little finger foods. And the, I think you're asking the wrong chat, Joy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, Usher. Googled it, Usher is going to be the halftime wow. show. So I do appreciate that they're like, let's Usher. bring on. Because I remember as a child when they would have, they would amount, announce the um, halftime band. And I would be like, who is that? Like, that's like my parents' yeah. band. But now I'm like, I realize like, yeah, they were doing that on purpose. Like the people who are paying the money to go see the yeah. Uh, are in their 40s and so they are catering to those people with the music choices yeah it's true the elder millennials and the xers yeah the Gen millennial nostalgia nostalgia is so hot right now says katie it's true <laughs> it's so great i am gonna be dancing in the living room to usher i mean how great is that i think by far uh last year rihanna was pretty dang amazing but i still love the halftime show that was like Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. I mean, that, (gasps) Kendrick Lamar. It was like, I had just like tears spouting out of my eyes. I was so excited. So I'm excited for Usher. All right. Um, Anything else that's up for uh, some pop culture? Oh, I do want to say after the Golden Globes, I I kind of have a bone to pick with the internet. Did you see all the stuff about, like, there's tons of memes about Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, and whatever. Oh, about them, like, gossiping? Yeah, about, like, gossiping. And all these people lip-reading. I'm like, have we, is that where we're at? 
is that where we're at? I say no to this lip reading. The only time I will lip read is when you see someone say the F word at a football game. Like when a coach you could tell is like saying F off or something. I think that's funny because it's like (laughs) TV caught it and you know, they're not supposed to cuss on television. But like, I I don't, we already invade. I like it when a coach like jumps off the bench. Lose. Yeah, loses his shit on public television and and everyone was like, whoopsie. You don't need to be lip-reading people's private conversations. Private conversations. I mean, at some point, we're like, we need to draw a line with invading celebrities' privacy. I just... That one drove me absolutely crazy because there were TikTok videos of lip readers being like, this is what they're saying and like doing an actual narration of what of their conversation. You know, I for a hot minute, I was like, oh, this is fun gossip because it was supposedly about Timothy Chamelet and uh, the Kardashian not allowing Taylor or Selena to take a photo with him. Who cares? Whatever. I mean, are we, again, are we here? Is this what we're spending our time on? I just had to get that out. It's ridiculous. In kind of pop culture news, I finally saw the Barbie movie. Yay! What did you think? I did really like it. I watched it on the plane. I know I'm like six months late to this conversation. I watched it on the plane coming back from Costa Rica. Yeah, I liked it. I was worried. I got was getting to the point where I was like, this movie has been so hyped up at this point that like there's no way it's going to stand up to the expectations sure. I have for it. So I went into it with pretty low expectations or trying to have low expectations. But I really liked it. The part where they like switch over from Barbie world to real world, I was like, oh, that is harsh. Because it just, you know, you have all these reflections of like, why does it seem like such a fantasy land to have that, you know, to have the women in positions of leadership and to say things, you know, you're the most transformational author of our generation. I know, thank you. You know, like to like, those little things where they were setting it all up in the early, in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why is this so groundbreaking? And I mean, I know that's the whole point, but when you see it all laid out like that, all in like a little montage, it is sort of like, oh, wow, that is harsh. That that is not the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And I then I understand that like the whole point of the movie was like, it's also not great to have like only like every, you know, just having one gender in charge isn't the deal. Like whether it's a matriarchy or a patriarchy, like people are going to suffer, blah, blah, blah. But it was like the opening scene. I was like, yeah, this is great. And then they went to the real world and I was like, oh, that's right. That's a bummer. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And like Ken, now nobody cares about Ken. And just that whole thing of totally. him being like. It was, he was great. I love Ryan Gosling. I know when it came out, everyone was like, Ryan Gosling just looks old. I loved him. I love him. Who's that? great. I'm like, he was perfect in that film. He completely nailed it. Greta Gorig was just interviewed on Mark Maron's podcast. And it's a great interview if you guys want to go listen, because she talks all about developing the movie and her, you know, where she got inspiration from for certain pieces in the movie. And then I just yeah. saw, oh, Heather said, in the Mattel exec office, Barbie asks for a woman in power, in and power, a guy goes, yeah. I'm a man without power. Does that make me a woman? Oh, yeah. The right, real world the is real harsh. Like, oh, yeah. But I did really like it. And, you know, if you are somebody who's been on the fence, who hasn't seen it, and you're like, at this point, do I really need to? I read all the Instagram captions about it. Like, I think you should is definitely it gonna hold it. up? I think you should see it. It's worth it. It's entertaining. It's well done. It is really well done. Like, it's not, I didn't think it was overhyped. I liked the musical numbers. Like, it is kind of tongue-in-cheek. It is very, like, campy in yeah. its own way. I mean, I'm Just Ken is nominated for an Oscar, right. the, totally. the song. It was nominated to the Golden Globes, too. But, like, Scott was like, this is amazing. Can you see the different songs at the Oscars that are nominated? And then you have a performance of I'm Just Ken. Like, they're completely setting this up. You know Ryan Gosling's totally. going to perform it at the Oscars, and I am sitting front row in my living room for that. Yes. This is the one you got to be a seat holder for. Oh, one day. Gary. 
call me. Where are you? Where's your friend? Gary, where are we at with that? Get Joy in that room. Have you seen a lot of the movies that are up for Oscars? Have you seen the one with Emma Stone? No, not I yet. See that Poor one. things. I saw Oppenheimer, Barbie. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Scott always gets mad at me too. He's like, you need to watch them. I'm like, do I though? I liked Oppenheimer. Controversial. It wasn't like, I don't know. It was just, it was a good movie, but it wasn't like, you have to see it type of movie. Um, Justine says she really wants the Rob Thomas song from uh, the Barbie movie when oh, they're God. all playing that song on their guitars. That was so good. So, that was I mean, they just nailed. Really nailed it. That Because <laughs> it's nail-ness. also like we've every, I don't want to say every. I would say he vapes now. Most, most, uh, yeah, <laughs> big he vapes now vibes. Big he vapes now vibes. Um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Back in the days of Girls Gone Wild, we had <laughs> the best story a really ever. funny. We had a really funny segment that we did where we had people write in and say, and we were like, describe the your first kiss in like four words or less, or three words or less. And somebody's description was just he vapes now, and it was the winner. It was the winner. <laughs> I think there's still a listener too because we'll oh, hear yeah. every once they in are. a while. Like, that was me. <laughs> So good. It's never so gonna good. die. He I wanna know who the vape guy is. <laughs> I wanna see a picture. We won't post it, but just send us his Facebook profile because I expect that he is wearing a backwards visor. Oh my gosh. It's I will so accept funny. nothing less. <laughs> oh man. So good. Oh no. So good. Okay, so I posted on Instagram last week looking for some people who maybe would want to join a Botox party. If you are in the Denver area and you're interested in that, you get like a 20% off. Like we like if you go in a group, you all get 20% off. So I was just thinking like, I bet I know, you think you need yeah. five total people. I was like, I bet I know five people in Denver who want to get Botox with me and we can all just like go get a discount. You get a deal. Like, yeah. Hang out, say hi, get our faces. So if you're into that, email us. This is joyandclairegmail.com. And I'm going to try to like come up with a couple dates in sort of mid-ish February and have people vote on them. But as part of that, we had a lot of people saying like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought you had, we're getting Botox. Like I'm, I want to try it, but I'm afraid of it. I don't want to end up like looking crazy or scary. Like I don't want to freeze my whole face. So I wanted to just talk about it for two minutes. I have been getting Botox on and off the first time I got Botox was like 2017, and then I didn't get it again for several years, um, just because I overdid it the first time, and I was like, whoa, I look scary, and I don't want to do it again. How do you know you overdid it? I felt like I overdid it. Like I felt oh. like I my face like wasn't moving in a natural way. Got it. The first time I went, I kind of like let her talk me into getting more than what I really like. I didn't really know what I wanted, but I went in and I was like, so for me, the reason I get Botox is because if you look at a picture of me, you'll you'll notice right away I have one. Most people have elevens. They have like one line on, in the inside of either of the eyebrows. I just have one singular line in between my eyebrows, right in the middle of like my nose area, right? And it's pretty deep. There's also something just about the way my face is shaped that I have a little like divot in my forehead also that sort of like, so it all just kind of plays together, makes this perfect storm of me having at 30, am I 36 or 37? I think I'm 36. At 36. I just had a panic 30, attack because I was like, I don't know how old I am because we're yeah, 10 years apart. And I was like, am I 47? <laughs> I'm 46. Okay. So you just turned 36, yeah. Yeah, I just turned 36. And so I have this like very distinct fine line in between my eyebrows that showed up in my 20s. And and I started thinking like, if I don't start doing something about this, I'm going to be able to hold a pencil in there or like a credit card by the time I'm in my 40s. And then it's going to be too late. I I go in and I'm like, I just don't want to, I like... I want to be able to move my eyebrows a little bit, but I don't want to be able to like fully crease. If you're, I know I'm sorry for people who aren't on chat because I'm like showing people what I'm doing with my fingers and my eyebrows. I don't want to be able to fully crease the skin in between my eyebrows. And so the first woman I went to was like, 
in order to get that done, we're gonna have to paralyze your entire forehead. And I was like, okay. And so then I ended up with this like, I couldn't move my forehead at all except for like the outer corners of my eyebrows would lift when I tried to. And so then I just looked like Jack Nicholson. Mm. And that was 2017, you said? That was in 2017. And so yeah. I was like, I'm not into this. So then I started, then I went back probably in like 20, what year is it now? We just started 2024. So like in 2020, early 2022, probably, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this again. So I went to Alchemy um, in Boulder and they're, you know, kind of all the same Boulder, Denver, Highlands Ranch, whatever. There's a couple of them in the in the front range. And it was like, here's what I want. And I want to use like the least amount of Botox possible to get there. And like, I can always come back and get more, but I'm really worried because the first time I did it, it like froze my whole face and I just like felt really unnatural. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just like start with a couple. That is, so if you're someone who's thinking about it, what I would try to find is someone who, if you say to them, like, hey, first of all, I would recommend like going in and having a kind of specific thing in mind. Cause if you just go in and you're like, I don't know, like, what do you think? Then they're going to say like well I think you should get all this stuff done but like exactly have a real point of view yeah someone who's like and I'll talk about my experience in a second but the lady asked tell me what you don't like about your face because that gives you like a that gives you like a baseline of what what I don't like and then they're like because they're not going to be like well you should do and I like that because then they're not like well I think yeah because yeah like it doesn't feel like like the time like sometimes I go in to get my eyebrows back and she's like do you also want me to do your upper lip and I'm like well shit now I do I guess Yeah, yeah. it's like, I, I think years ago when I had facials done, I remember this one lady talking about Botox and she was like, and I would get here and here and here and they, like pointing at all these par- parts in my face and I'm like, calm down. I don't even, that doesn't even bother me. You know, it was just like, step off so, like, me. There's so many little tiny places they can do in your face. They can really customize, like they can make, give your face more movement than you think. And so I get a little bit in between my eyebrows and then a little bit in my forehead just to sort of help with the eyebrow movement. But I go in and I specifically say like this one area is what I'm trying to address. I want, I don't want like no movement, but I just don't want to be able to crease it all the way. I'm fine with like coming back a little bit more frequently if that means that we can do less paralyzation overall. So normally they say you need to re-up on your Botox like every three to six months. I'm more like every two to three months because I get less when I go. And so it wears off more quickly and it because I don't paralyze the whole area, my my like other muscles in the around like, you know, can kind of overtake the little bit of Botox that I do get. So it's kind of a trade-off, which I'm fine with because it's also less expensive since I'm getting less done. So that would be my my kind of two things are like go in with something specific in mind. No, it's all, you know, you can always go back and get more. And then also like if they're if your person, it's one thing to tell someone like maybe don't go in with a number of units in mind, but it's one thing for your esthetician to say like, okay, what you're describing is actually going to take more units and we actually are going to need to impact other places in your face versus them trying to say like, well, yeah, but don't you also want to do your crow's feet or like, what about your forehead? Like if they're really trying to upsell you, that to me would be a red flag. The estheticians that I like, I mean, I know that they make more if you get more, but the estheticians that I like, estheticians, estheticians, have always been like, okay, great, let's just start there. You know, they're really not pushy. They're like open to getting you the results that they want, that you want. And I think they know if they work with you, you're more likely to come back and like they're going to have a longer term client versus if they like freeze your whole face the first time and you end up feeling like you look crazy, then you're not going to come back. Um, And most (laughs) of them, do most of them have to be nurses or some type of licensed yeah all the ones i go to have been i'm not sure if you have to be i would look into that too because i would way rather see someone who has a higher credential 
that's just me. Yeah, let's see here. You must be a physician, physician's assistant, dentist, registered nurse, or other licensed healthcare practitioner. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because yeah, make sure the you're looking at credentials. Actually, was a dentist. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was like, and I remember saying like, you're a dentist, and she was like, yeah. Um, like when you're in dentist school, you dental school, you learn so much about the muscles in the face. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense. And I know people do a lot of Botox for TMJ disorder, so that yeah, would make I've sense. Yeah, I've looked into that, too. It's just like you need to get so much of it that I'm like, eh, that's so expensive. And it probably so, isn't covered by insurance, so no. yeah. There you have it. It's not – and I think my my other big myth I want to dispel is that people think like once you start getting it, you yes. have to keep getting it. Yeah. That's really not tr- – I have not found that to be true. Yeah. I will go – you know, I, like once I, – I can tell when it starts to wear off and rarely am I like, oh, I got to go back in right away. Your face just goes back to the way it was. It just goes back to the way it was. Yeah. So when was this? Like this summer? When did I go? I think it was like September. So it was right after my 46th birthday. I was like – not really, I, I had no like desire or in my mind, I didn't feel like I needed anything fixed on my face. And I was like, I don't know, I don't think I'll ever do that. But when I tell you I turned 46 and my 11s just like dropped into my forehead, I was like, I found myself just like pushing on my like eyebrows all day because I was like, no, don't wrinkle. Anytime I would do like Marco Polo to friends, I'd be like, ah, because <laughs> it like, <laughs> look, you have to look at yourself and I'd be like, why is why are my eyebrows like that? So I started looking into it and I was like, you know what? I am so sick of hearing myself complain. It, like whenever I would take a selfie, I'm like, oh my God, oh my gosh, my these 11s are driving me nuts. So I went to the same spa that I've gone to, med spa for like facials in the past. I, I went like, I think I had a subscription in 2019 where I'd go every single month for dermaplane or some type of peel. And that was like the same place where that girl was like, you could get this at like, it wasn't the same person that does the Botox, but so I, I went in and sat down and I think your initial fear is everything that you said is like, oh, it's going to hurt or it's going to, you're going to have to like keep it up or your face is going to look unnatural. Look, nobody wants to look unnatural. You know, every single person I'm sure goes in and was like, I want it to look natural. Of course we want it to look natural. So I knew going in that I was like really comfortable with this place. And she, she did. She was like, so tell me what you just don't like about your face. And she held up a mirror and I was like, the 11s, that's it. I don't care about anything else. I like my face, but I just don't like this. And she's like, all right, we're going to, you know, she talked me through the options. And then she's like, most people who are really active do really well with this kind of Botox. So we're going to use this on you. We're going to do this amount released. We're going to start small. And then I had to go back in two weeks to have it, you know, to, for her to make sure that it was exactly what I wanted. And yeah, it takes, I think the thing that I didn't realize is like, <laughs> which I think is really funny, is after you get it done, you can't like work out or you can't lay down because if you lay down... For like a couple hours. For a couple hours, not forever. But like, I guess it has to like settle into the right place. And so if you do anything like that... I I know people who have gotten... So we're just talking about Botox. Neither one of us has ever gotten filler. But I have heard of people who've gotten filler and then like it like moves to a different part of their face. That scares me. That scares me too. But yeah, it was totally painless. It it was so... I, I texted Claire after I had it done because I was like, okay, that was way too easy. That was way... I can see now how people like almost overdo it because you're, it's almost it's too easy. It's too... It's like too accessible. It's too easy. I mean, it's not cheap. I'm not saying that. But yeah. And then I just was like, all right, I'm sold. This is... This was a very easy fix for a negative thought I had about myself that I'm just going to keep like there's totally. a fix for it it's and as far it, as I know it's safe the thing the thing that I don't ever think I will I I you know 
I can eat my words later, but I don't think I'll ever do fillers because I think that's when people start looking. Or, or you know what? Maybe they're getting bad fillers, but that's when I feel like so I've seen faces. It's like, wait, yes, it's <laughs> when it's noticeable, like, I don't think it's... And people say that about Botox too. It's like, sure. oh, I've seen people with like horrible Botox and I never would want to get it. Like, yeah, that's the point. I think areas where I am hesitant to get Botox because I think it would impact the movement of my face too much are my smile lines and my crow's feet. Like I want to be able, like that's yeah. where I feel like you end up looking like dead eyes is like yeah because i like yeah yeah, i'm doing this thing claire's doing this funny like like like, frozen eyeball but your eyes don't move yeah i don't know if i could handle that i don't well here's the thing if it's done well if it's done well if someone knows how to do it right and here's the other thing when i go into this spa it's a spire med spa if anybody wants if everyone anyone's local they have a location in harvada and denver every girl that i walk in it was only girls that are working there they look amazing like, and granted, they're young. I was like, you guys all look so pretty. <laughs> they're like, like their lips are perfectly plump. It's like not overdone. Yeah, their Barbie, faces are, like, it Barbie. really is, but yes. they all look very natural. And I'm like, wow, you guys look really good. And so I made that joke when I left. I was like, am I going to look like you guys in like six months? Because <laughs> you guys all look amazing. Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, so yeah, you're like really pretty. Um, but sometimes I do feel like that midlife woman who's like, oh, you girls keep me young. You guys are so pretty. That's where we're at. The 46 hit. And I was like, I'm so sick of my BS. Not going to not gonna do it anymore. And I'm 36 and I already do it. So, you know, whatever, you, whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> I mean, truly, at this point, like, yeah. why, do what, what are we doing? Do. And, you do- know, I, it does why, like... I've talked about this before where the thing, the only time that that sort of stuff bothers me is if it's like a wellness influencer who's like, I don't eat, I cut out nuts and it like cleared out my skin. It's like, no, you go to an an esthetician every two weeks and that cleared up your skin. Or people who were like, you know, this is like, and this is, I know like Melissa Urban, I really like this about her. She, I don't follow her very much. And I like some of the stuff she says, I think is like, she's a little wild, but I love the fact that she's always like, People always ask me, how do you look so good? I put needles in my face and I have extensions and I have a full-time nanny and like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's always like, people always ask like, how do you have time to work out all the time? I have a full-time childcare. You know, she's just very open about that and I appreciate that. And that, but like when, and that's when I get annoyed. That's the only time I get annoyed about people getting Botox is when they're like, you shouldn't drink, you know, you shouldn't be using seed oils or like you shouldn't let your kids eat <gasps> mac and cheese because of like the stuff they put in the powder. And then like, then they turn around and go get Botox. And it's like, listen, we're all out here in a world full of toxins and we're, we're all, we can. Yes. If you are literally having botulism injected into your face in order to paralyze it for aesthetic reasons and then you're like freaking out about red dye 40 like let's just like take everything uh, let's just get let's just here. calm let's calm everything, yourself yeah. down yes i tina says i eat oreos and get botox amen i just think we swung so far like when we first started this podcast with yeah. the you know the culture was totally different it was like the hustle culture the grinding culture the no rest days culture and then eating clean i mean we've been through the whole cycles but then now it's kind of this point of like okay and also like pick your battles pick you know? your battles i still want to just be mobile at 80 i want to be able right. to be healthy you're always going to hear that story of the granny who drank a beer a day and said that is what led to her longevity i mean we could read research that's been done up the wazoo but you know it's got a lot to do with social relationships about living a stress-free life look i mean i'm kind of an n equals one but 
stress was what took me down, not the Oreos, you know, <laughs> stress is what got me sent to the hospital because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not eating this perfect diet. It's just I live in a toxic work culture. So anyway, I just think we all need to in 2024, let's give ourselves a break. And uh, one of the things that I've been working on recently is I know you've probably heard about like the arrival fallacy. I listened to this Oprah. It, it was probably the same episode you've been talking about it was like live your life, craft your life live your best life with that guy who wrote that book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of the things, it's the same thing every time, but like a different person. I'm not disparaging it. I'm just saying it's like, you know, it's a lot of the same vibe. But they were, he was talking about um, in his book, The Arrival Fallacy. And I've been thinking, it's one of those things I've known my whole life that you should never do the thing of like, I'll be happy when, but I really have been guilty of that if I have gotten really honest with myself in the past handful of years. So that is my commitment that I've been really, really working hard on with this like 30 days of new I've been doing with my coworker. I'm like, I refuse to fall into the arrival fallacy. Like I need to be happy now. We're not doing that anymore. So if anyone else like, is struggling with that. I'd love to like chit chat, DM me, because that's something that we easily do. We, and it's hard. It, it has a lot to do with the comparison trap of like looking on Instagram, like, oh, that person is living such a good life. Like it's kind of sneaky. So that's my commitment right now. I agree. I think it's just, I guess, you know, pick your battles. If there are things out there that you really believe we all should, that no one should be doing or everyone should be doing. Well, it's like, it's like that whole good for you, not for me. It's like, that's great. You're not, you're not harming anybody, but like, I have a friend, I have a dear friend who has this like coworker who will constantly message her about like how she should be eating and like, look how clean I'm doing this. And I eat butter for a snack, like whatever. And it's like, I don't care what you do, but like, don't put your BS on me. Like, just let's calm down, everybody. Everybody just calm down. Thank you. Go, go have a snack. Go have an Oreo cookie. (laughs) Go get some Botox. Okay, there was a cute question that I saw on Instagram that I wanted to talk about on our podcast because Mm. we make the rules and we get to talk about whatever we want. If I opened up a very small niche store, what would I sell in it? And I would love for people in the chat to either weigh in on what Joy and I would sell in our store or what would you sell in your own store? So my answer for Joy, but then I was like, we should answer for each other. So my answer for Joy was that it would be dog accessories inspired by cult classic coming of age movies and green juice. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so great. I think you would sell custom-made wetsuits with like cool designs on them and maybe like little um, patches with with different pastries, like different patches with of totally. pastries mm-hmm. that you could put on your bags, your whatever, and your wetsuit. And then like maybe some cool straps like to carry your... Do you carry your surfboard with a strap? I don't know. When you're like going to the airport, sure. <laughs> For your book bag, for your book bag, for all your cookbooks. I think that would Um, be fun. Heather says, I would buy a pastry focused wetsuit. Actually, that's a great one. When uh, last year I was having a conversation with somebody about how Patagonia gives grants to their athletes, like to their sponsored athletes to like open small businesses when they retire, I think something like that. I don't know if they have to retire or if it's just like as a whatever. And so we were having this conversation of like, if you had to open a business, but it has to be like a sustainability minded thing or like circularity or, you know, whatever has to be something that like aligns with Patagonia. And she said like, what would you start? And I said, I would start a sustainable plus size wetsuit company. Cause there's like 
very mm. little out there for plus size wetsuit wearers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, maybe just like a full blown custom wetsuit. I love that idea. I think you should start it. Emily says Joy should have a juice bar where a tarot card reader moonlights from time to time. Totally. Alicia would do a stationery and letterpress store, but she already does wedding invites and calligraphy. Alicia. That's fantastic. Drop your info. We can we yeah, can we'll shout you out. Shout you out. Um, MC says, I would open an exchange where people could thrift their half-used journals and notebooks. <laughs> so smart. I would actually love to get someone's like half-used journal to be like, oh, wow, I wonder how this goal went for that person. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a note from the future. Yes, totally. Tina says, I would do beanies, pies, and soup kits. Yes, there would definitely be a bakery aspect of that. And Tina, are you still doing tie-dye? Tina could do her tie-dye that I love. Tina, I would carry your tie-dye. Um, Justine says, I would sell Disney character-inspired vintage clothing and accessories. Love that. A lot of Claire's just, boots. Yeah, boots. I think I would do boots. Mm-hmm. I do love boots. I feel like there has always like that thing in the back of your head of like, oh, I'm just going to like retire and open like a XYZ shop, even though being an entrepreneur and owning like a small brick and mortar business is incredibly hard and there's nothing like retiree about it. But that's how people always think. Heather says, I want to do a grandma's bar in Denver, but also mixed with a cat cafe. What's a grandma's bar? There's this really cute store I have not been to. I think it's a bar in Denver that they do the cross stitch, but they're like, it's like. Oh, yeah. A bar themed like a grandma's house. I love that. Great. Like little, oh, just yeah. like can- like dishes of hard candy sitting around. Yeah, yeah everything smells like just warm for breeze for some reason. <laughs> <gasps> oh, that's so that's cute! Amazing. If you were gonna open like a coffee shop, what would the theme be? If I was to, oh, I would probably try to recreate the Friends coffee shop just because it would be so. <laughs> And then, like, everyone had to come in character as you couldn't enter unless you were a character from the cast of Friends or at least a, like, starring role or what is it called? Like, a guest role. Right. You had to be, like, friends Mm -hmm. themed in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Friends of some sort. And you could come in. And then I would have people come in and play songs and then they'd probably be somewhat adjacent to Phoebe's songs. Like, it would just always be open mic night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would probably rotate songs because it would be annoying if you just played Phoebe songs the whole time. But I think that would be really fun. And then you'd have like trivia night, all the friends trivia. I think mine would be like as close to a witch's cottage as you could get, but and very warm, like a lot of fireplaces and a lot of clay things. Like everything would just be pottery, very cozy, sort of like witch's cottage meets bear den but also like minimalist somehow but also like really minimalist, just like but also <laughs> the aesthetic i want for my whole life that like i just want it to be like very cozy without being cluttered it's a yeah. hard balance to strike okay this is totally going off topic but i just had this thought have you ever seen no you haven't i know you haven't but kim kardashian's house like if you ever see photos of it or when she's in her house during the reality yeah, it show looks like she's in like a mortuary it's like an yeah it's like a museum like of nothing it just looks like an empty museum it's like all concrete it's like all concrete yeah everything's yeah. the same color if if she does have a couch it's like this everything's and i i find that really interesting because in my brain i think like oh if you have that much going on in your life you just want your house to be completely like no stimulation <laughs> no stimulation whatsoever and i kind of appreciate that i do feel like they have this amazing green like green wall with all these plants hanging off of it um in one of the yeah, rooms i feel but- like there's like a difference though like your your brain is also sort of like i don't know that no stimulation it feels like it crosses the line a little bit into like a padded room sure or like solitary confinement sure you know like and who no knows if the rest of her house looks right. different it may be just on camera these very sterile rooms that 
or just maybe she hasn't gotten to them yet. Who knows? But can you imagine being the sound guy in a concrete house? <laughs> He's just walking around with like a padded blanket just around like a her. Blanket, just like holding it behind her. You're like, please talk quietly. This is so hard for me. <laughs> oh, man. Totally relate to that. Sorry about yeah. that, guy. Sorry, guy. That's really funny. Heather says, I actually prefer the warmth of knickknacks and things I've collected on adventures in antique shops. I agree. Like, I like to have some little doodads. I just don't like, for example, you guys can, you're not going to be able to see this. See this ceramic gourd? Heather got mm-hmm. that for me, actually. Oh, that's very cute. Have you stuck to your resolution so far of no new clothes in 2024? I have. And it's been hard because... I came to find and I'm realizing about myself that like one of my background activities is that I just like to kind of browse online all the time. (laughs) And also because I work for an apparel company and like all of the brands that I know, you know, that like kind of ladder up under the company that I work for, they all start getting their new spring stuff in mid-January. So I'm like, ooh, new stuff's coming out. So I've been looking at all of it. It has been really hard to just like not kind of like order something here and there. But it's only two weeks into January. I'm hoping that this impulse sort of fades and I will find myself doing it. To Also to be clear, like I'm still the type of person who 99% of the time I do not pull the trigger on my cart. Like I will build a cart. I'll be kind of just like browsing and I'll add some stuff and then I just close the window. Like it's more just the, the kind of looking that I do yeah. mindlessly. I know a lot of people do that. And then and then the store will email you and then we're like, yeah, you forgot you something. And like I did. <laughs> didn't forget it. I just I didn't want it anymore. Yeah. So Gabby says, love my carts. Right. So there's all there's like something cathartic, cathartic, I don't know, cathartic about doing that. And I but I've realized like why well, I do that a lot. And so Well Eckhart yeah, so Tolle so once said Eckhart Tolle once said, you can appreciate things, you don't have to own them. And I always think about that when I'm shopping. I'm like, oh I just appreciate that. Do I need to own it? But um <laughs> Katie just wrote cathartic. <laughs> oh, you guys keep me so young. I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, I just, oh, I, I was uh, hit with the Outdoor Voices 50% off their sale recently. And that got me because I did get a handful of things for so cheap, like a pair of shorts for $14 that I will wear probably for five years. So that's These real are the girl types math of things moment. Where, it's total girl math. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Girl math is real. It happens. I, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I did buy a wetsuit, but I decided that that didn't count. What's the, yeah. I'm like, what's the logic around that? Because I'm like, so my, the rule that I had was like, if I can replace things or I can, if free stuff is fine or I can replace things. But I decided that a wetsuit, this is like a, it's like gear. Like I need it for, I don't have anything else that's like that. I can't honestly say about anything in my wardrobe, like for day-to-day wear, like, oh, I don't have something for that. But I really didn't have something for this thing I'm trying to fix, which when I go back, I'm going surfing in Costa Rica in April again. And the water's gonna be really warm. And I always surf in a wetsuit because of sun coverage. And I was like, I don't have a plan for this because the wetsuit that I have is gonna be too thick. So I got this really cute sleeveless wetsuit. It's called a Long Jane. And I'm considering even wearing like a lightweight rash guard over it to protect my arms. But yeah, MC says it's recreational, not clothing. Correct. Like I'm this yeah. is specific to clothes. So like I can yes. still buy mugs, for example. I haven't, yeah. but I could if I wanted to. Shoes, boots. Yeah, it's mostly just clothes because I these other types of purchases I put more thought into and I'm like thoughtful about them. Like, oh, I, I really need this or, you know, here's my one pair of boots I get every year. Clothes I was finding myself just sort of like 
buying out of boredom. And it gets expensive. All of a sudden I'd be like, why, where did all my money go? I'd be like, oh, 30. And even stuff that was on sale, I'd be like, oh, it's still 30, 40 bucks here, 30, 40 bucks there. Like that adds up over the course. Yeah, it does add up for sure. No, and Tina says the skincare counts. It's just clothing, purely clothing. Shirts, pants. Shirts, pants, jackets, like, and even like if I needed to replace my ski jacket, that would be fine. But I know I'm not going to have to because I have extra ski jackets. But like, yeah. yeah. And then, and I'm not like doing this. I'm not making this rule really to like make a statement about capitalism or anything. It's mostly, it's really just that like I found myself creating this mindless habit of just buying little things here and there because I am in this job now where I'm always around clothes and I never used to be like that. And it's just more like, I got to rein this in. Okay, let's do one more question. We had a random Q&A from a listener. It says, how do you handle time away from spouses? For example, one spouse on a business trip while the other one stays home. Do you flourish or flounder being separated? I'm newly married, three years. I'm pretty shocked by how poorly I do when my husband is away, particularly because my life pre-marriage was defined by being solitary and independent and very comfortable with that. Just curious if you have any strategies. So, I mean, I want to say when I was newly married, and we've talked about this before too, you know, Scott's job was always traveling. We were dating, he was traveling. It was part of the relationship dynamic we had already established. But I will say what I struggled more with was just being married. And I have no you know, hesitation to talk about how hard it was the first five years to be like, I don't understand. I was young, I was immature. And not really, maybe more selfish and really kind of, I mean, I was, I kind of thrived on this like chip on my shoulder, independent woman type of mentality. So kind of like, and people, whatever, judge if you want to be like, well, then why'd you get married? Because I love Scott. But like, I transitioning into the role of like being a wife was just very weird to me. So that's more what I struggled with. And so the dynamic of us like having time away wasn't that difficult because we'd already been doing it but it was also like I would feel guilty that I didn't like to talk on the phone I don't like talking on the phone whenever we were on the phone it was like there was nothing much to say he was tired I was tired from work so we never had like fun conversations it was and I got so annoyed because it was always like hey how was your day good good okay cool gotta go like (laughs) we just like didn't that was never really one of our strong points so then it was like you don't we don't need to talk on the phone so it's like I don't want to say you have to communicate with your partner first and foremost about what your expectations are and what your needs are. And I think that's the hard part is like being vulnerable with a partner, really with anyone, there's always this uh, idea that you're going to be rejected or they're going to, you know, not understand you. But I think that is probably one of my best pieces of advice is be like, look, this is really hard for me. I don't like talking on the phone, but like, how can we connect? How Here's what I'm feeling when you're away and just being totally honest about it. But I think Um, not to say give it time, but over time you do become better as a couple to like really know what one another needs. Never in a point where you should like read each other's minds per se, but just be like, oh, I'm not taking it personal that like Joy just doesn't like to talk on the phone. So we'll talk when I get back type of thing. I think for me, it's a little bit harder because I have kids and so like I'm never alone. But, (laughs) and Brandon, he hasn't, we haven't been in a situation really where like he was gone 
That's not true. I guess he went out last year to Wisconsin and visited his sister when she had a baby, but it's rare. Before we were married, we had a little bit more, or not before we were married, before we had kids, when we were married, we had a little bit more, um, there were more times where he would go do something and I would not, or he would like go back and visit family or he like would take a trip. I always took those opportunities to like have a little project. Like I would clean out our closets or something, or I would like kind of, you know, clean out the fridge, clean out the pantry, like find something to do where I wasn't just, you know, if it was like a Saturday night and we normally would be watching a movie or going out and doing something with friends, I either would still go do something with friends or I would like, okay, while Brandon's gone this weekend, I'm going to organize our closets and clean out the fridge and like give myself tasks so that I not only felt really productive when he was gone and it'd be like, this is like, he's out of the house. I can just like focus on this thing that like otherwise I would end up like bickering with him about because he would want to do it a different way than me and I just want to like get the closet done. And also it would just kind of keep me occupied so that I wouldn't feel like I wouldn't really notice that he was gone as much. So that's kind of how I would approach it. There there wasn't there weren't a lot of times where he was gone for more than like a long weekend. So that would kind of be my suggestion. Find things that are, you know, like kind of enjoy what you do like when your parents come over, like save a project. <laughs> Yeah. Give yourself something to do. Keep yourself busy for sure. Justine says, I'm so much more productive alone, but I also forget to eat dinner. Very much same. Also, I will not, I don't go to bed. Like if Brandon's not here if and the kids for some reason aren't here, I will go to bed at like 2 a.m. When everyone else is here, I go to bed at like 8.30. <laughs> and when before we had kids even, or like when Miles was really little and so he was going to bed at like 7.30 and then Brandon would work. He had like some overnights for a while. Mm-hmm. I would literally go to bed at like 1 or 2 a.m. And I was like, why am I staying up? There's no reason for me to stay up. I just don't put myself to bed. Yeah. Because you're like, I got all this alone time and you're just like yeah. staying up more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that helps. Let us know how it's going. Send in all your relationship advice. We will fix all the problems. We will fix your problems. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can still join us in Ireland. By yes. The we have we a few getting, left. Have it's few almost left. full. We've had, we've had some more signups in the last couple of weeks, which thank you so much to everyone who signed up. We're so excited for you guys to be joining us. We're so excited to have this trip. It's going to be a blast. You can go on our Instagram and look at our like Ireland saved highlights, but it is the third week of June. We're going to be all over Ireland kind of like the northwestern part, not Northern Ireland, sort of like the northwestern part of N- Ireland, regular Ireland. I don't know what to call it. Non-Northern Ireland. I don't want to be confusing because it's like the northern side. But we're really excited. And if you want to go to the Taylor Swift concert afterwards and you get tickets for that, that will be... There are apparently a lot of concerts that same week. Um, I believe U2 is going to be there. Uh, maybe not U2. It might be U2. Um, Bruce Spring- Springsteen, Pink... And I think Pearl Jam's going to be there the week of. So wow. Scott is like, I might just jet away and go to see Pearl Jam. I'm like, fine. Sure. Go see do PJ. Do. Oh my God. I am. Scott. I support that decision. But like, we may, you know, sneak out and go see Pink one night. Who knows? I mean, don't quote me on that. But a lot of opportunities to go have some outings. It'll be really fun. So join us. Totally. Or like, look at some concerts in London. Like, do what you got to do once you're on that side of the pond. But join us. It's going to be so fun. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.